This is Critical Mass. Shut up and sit down. On our first ever podcast, Dan comes out of the closet. The Rockness Master discusses his time in Guantanamo Bay. And we go ahead and piss everyone off. And that's when I said, Grandma, I'm going to really need you to put your pants on right now. <laughs> oh, man, you've told me that five times now. It just gets better every time. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I pride myself on my storytelling uh, abilities. But um, I think we're on. Are we on right now? Yeah. What is this? What are we doing? Oh, okay. We're on. Hi, uh, hi anyone that's listening right now. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to click on this and wait for it to download. And hopefully it's everything you've ever hoped and dreamed. My name is The Rockness Monster. And next to me, I have a good friend of mine. I'm Dan. That's hi. what they call me. Hi, Dan. That's it? Just Dan? Yeah. Don't ask my last name. I'm not telling you. Okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe we'll find that out someday. So uh, and a love letter. <laughs> a, a love letter. Yeah, people still write those. Do they really? Not like love text or love email. No. Sometimes people write it with ink. Sometimes people write it with blood, but they get written. All right. I mean, I had, God. The last time I wrote a love letter, I was in like high school, and I put it in a girl's locker, and. Um, what happened was the girl two lockers down would always say to me, um, this letter isn't for me. It's obviously written by you. Uh, you keep putting it in the wrong yeah. locker. So I thought I kept putting it in the wrong locker. It's a true story. I thought I kept putting it in the wrong locker. And so I kept putting it in what I thought was the right locker. And like day after day, the same was this Chinese broad. She was two lockers <laughs> down. That uh, was very racist. Was that the joke that she was Chinese? No, but she was... <laughs> So she would, she would take it, and I would watch her, and she'd take it out. She's like, you didn't write this for me. Like, this, you keep putting it in the wrong locker. So I put, again, I put it in the right locker, and I, I'm coming down the hallway, and I see the girl. Yeah. The one I liked with the locker next to mine. Yeah. That I kept putting the letter in what I thought was her locker. I'm picturing a unibrow on her. You'd be Is close. Is that accurate? <laughs> You'd be close. So she, she open. I'm watching from far away as I'm walking towards my locker. She looks around. She opens her locker. She sees my note there. She takes the note, and she jams it in the other locker. Oh, my God. And that's what she was doing the whole time. She looked at the note. She knew it was from me, and she just immediately jammed it in this uh, young Asian woman's locker. So did you marry the young Asian woman? I don't know. How does this end? I don't, I don't know where it? I was going with that. You said love letters, and I had a story. Anyways, this is Critical Mass, folks. Uh, just as uh, the Rockness Monster alluded to, uh, it's just the two of us today, but there's going to be more later. Today we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. What are we talking about? We've got some topics. We've got some things to talk about. We've got our out-and-about out section, which is just stuff that's happened to us out and about that's just ridiculous and makes you lose faith in mankind. Mm. There's there's that. Um, I know we were going to discuss... Uh, El Fuhrer? El Fuhrer himself. Yes, El Fuhrer. So we've got a German and a Spanish <laughs> mix, apparently, there, which he hates the Spanish, obviously. Well, no, he loves them. He loves the tacos and stuff. That's what he says. He loves, apparently... He loves tacos and therefore Mexicans because of it. I, I, Salad bowl, that's what he was eating. I mean, honestly, we have a crazy person in the White House, and I think that that's really it. That's 
uh, I wanted to focus more on the whole trans bathroom. That's no way to things. talk about Mike Pence. <laughs> Mike Pence, that is a whole, that's going to be a whole other podcast for a whole other time. We could do an entire podcast. Oh my God. You want to talk about a man that should be drawn and quartered? Honestly, that's just how I feel. Now, listen, NSA, CIA, FMLA, um, if you're listening, I, I don't really want to harm anyone. The, the secretaries down at the FMLA office, if you're listening. <laughs> they're, they're all listening. Please listen. I, I don't want to hurt uh, the vice president. I wish someone just would hurt him. That's oh, not me. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. You mean emotionally. Sure. Emotionally. Okay. That's exactly what I mean. We're out. We're out. We're cutting our teeth here, sharpening our tongues for emotional damage, not physical damage. Not physical, mostly emotional. We're hoping that this podcast, if nothing else, gives people eating disorders. <laughs> and that's, that's the genuine hope. So uh, let's go ahead what's, and get right let's, in on it. What's, what's, what's the topic of the day? What's, what's the real big one we want to talk about? I mean, I would say the, the whole trans bathroom thing because it really, like, it really pisses me off. Trans bathroom. Is that a bathroom that um, transports that goes to different places? <laughs> What's a yeah. trans bathroom? Uh, it's it's the the situation is what I'm trying to say, and my words are not coming out of my mouth correctly. Is folks that identify as a, a person born a woman that's identify that identifies as a man or a man, someone born a man, born a, a boy that identifies as a woman, mm. and now that they identify as a woman, they feel that they should be able to use the woman's room. And, and someone who once was a woman who now identifies as a man yeah. feels like that they should use the men's room. And I guess what I want to discuss is the ridiculousness of that completely. I, I find that to be ridiculous in terms of who cares what bathroom they use. Well, I'll play devil's advocate, and I think that's probably going to be my role on this podcast a lot. Although you and I agree on many, many topics, uh... We, we do, do agree, agree on many, many topics. I think you're probably just a psycho, and I need to calm you down. But to hear the other side of the story here, I'm, I like to put myself in other people's shoes, trying to understand where they're coming from. I'm listening, and I'm and, waiting for you to get to the, the fucking point. The people on the right don't necessarily, for the most part, have an issue with who uses the bathroom where or when. They just don't legitimize somebody who identifies with a different gender than what their birth gender was. I think they find that ridiculous. For example, do you remember the president of the NAACP a few years ago? Wasn't it the NAACP a couple years ago coming out? We realized uh, that's a white woman. And she kept yeah. saying that she was black. She identified as black. She identified as black, but pretty much everybody all over the place was just tearing her down. So she identified herself as a black woman. Clearly she wasn't. But they wouldn't give her the time of day. I mean, that's... That's that's a little... See, I want to say that's different. But I, <laughs> I know you want to say it. But it's really not fair to say, okay, uh, someone who is born a boy and thinks they're a girl, that's okay. But someone who's born a white woman and thinks that they're a black woman isn't okay. I mean, I think... We're, we're going off, uh, for me, whether it's okay or whether it's, it's not okay is really not what's up for debate, in my mind. What's up for debate would be the rights 
of these people, the, the fact that they should be given a right to be who, who they really are, which is who, who they are you know, inside, what they yeah. identify as. Now, if this woman who identifies as a black woman, yeah. as far as I know, white women and black women can still use the same bathroom. Correct me if I'm wrong. Only for a couple of years now. I mean, it's only been a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of decades. Yeah, um, that that that's been made allowed. But I'm just saying, like this, I feel this becomes much more touchy because it's it's the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and it people people take the bathroom as such a private place, and I it's it, it it's not. There's a lot of people in there. It's a public bathroom. Well. For one thing, I don't know many women that enjoy taking a shit in public. That's true. They really don't. Most of them will hold it to the point where they're sick inside just until they get home. Um, so, in my opinion, the problem is solved. If, if you're a transgender individual, um, instead of having to figure out which bathroom to go into, uh, go home. I mean, yeah. You, you fucking weirdos. You can hold it, you know, I guess, if, if that's... I mean, that could give, couldn't that give you, like, all kinds of bowel and urinary issues? Well, then they could just say that they don't identify with those issues. <laughs> just kidding, by the way. I'm not this much of an asshole. Uh, the truth is, is that no matter who you are, uh, if you identify as a woman or a male, you should be able to go to the bathroom of, of your choice. And there's a lot of... BS floating around about um, being a sexual predator simply because you identify as a different gender. Absolutely. Uh, those two are not connected whatsoever. Pisses me off. Um, the majority of pedophiles in this country, at least, are not of transgender identity. They are straight white males, and that's, that's a fact. It is a fact, and it's terrifying. And an argument, I actually got into it yesterday with someone about this very topic. It was his argument was, well, it's open the door now. So, he was saying, if you were born a man and you identify as a woman, mm -hmm. okay? Which is what you are. Yes, I identify as... Yes. No, I'm sorry. We identify you as a woman. That's, well, that's... This is where it gets tricky. Sorry. <laughs> it's been going on for a long time, yes. But he's saying it's opening up the door for these men who aren't actually trans, but dress as a woman to go into the woman's room to prey upon little girls. That this now opens the door for these people, these people that are pedophiles, mm -hmm. to say... Oh my God, men dressed as women can now go into women's rooms. So I'm going to dress as a woman. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to have my way with every little girl in there. Now, that is a disgusting and terrible thought. Um, is it a possibility? Anything's a possibility. Donald Trump is our president right now. I mean, I literally am not surprised by anything. And you could tell me aliens have landed. I'd fully believe you just because Donald Trump is currently president. Anything can happen. So, yeah, in the context of this, is that a possibility? Yes, it is. But the fact of the matter is it's also, like, if you're identifying, if you're a trans person. It's also possible that you get hit in your car today. It, it is possible. But what I'm saying is, like, it's not just about dressing as a woman. 
Like, if someone identifies as a woman, they're not just like, it's all about the clothes. I just like the style. Well, I gotta be honest with you. I, I have a really weird way of thinking about the world. And a long time ago, even before I understood what transgender was, uh, I was questioning the purpose of bathrooms, like separating the bathrooms between gender. Okay, I'm listening. Um, so, why is it okay? You and I go into the bathroom together, right? We're both guys. Um, and I, I hear you, I hear you fart. You know, I can smell your your beautiful, beautiful urine, and it is rich, full of vitamins, right? But you're a human being, and just because you're a man, I'm supposed to be okay with that. I mean, look, there's all kinds of privacy in bathrooms now. There's very few bathrooms I've been in as a guy where it's just open trough with, with you know, genitalia swinging about. Bill Stadium. Right, okay, but it was also built in 1900. Was it really? True fact. True fact. Um, not an alternative fact. Not, not on this show. Anyways, <laughs> instead of trying to separate us gender-wise in the bathrooms, why don't we just build larger bathrooms and stop why is it that like a, a woman is afraid to piss or shit in front of a man but not another woman I mean let's say the woman is clearly a woman but she's gay so she's attracted to other women and therefore more uh, sensitive and self-conscious around other women possibly you know she's she finds other female genitalia attractive and appealing yes but she's allowed to use the same bathroom? It's ridiculous. We're all human beings. I mean, I I agree. Uh, just the kind of the humanist. You know, we're all human beings, no matter race, gender, whatever. So why bother separating the bathroom? I mean, when I went to college, I had, a co- I had co-ed bathrooms. On my right, those exist in colleges. That's right. And it was great. You know how many times I had a lot of sex in that bathroom? But it wasn't. I mean, it was consensual. Please don't look at me like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I had to. I had to worry. I had to wonder. <laughs> I promise it was all consensual. Um, His face alone scares women away from miles away. It's it's true. I mean, I, I don't really have a defense for something like that. But uh, moving forward, it, it is the it is the absurdity that makes the that makes the joke to think that a man could actually do that and think he's some type of powerful being when really he's just a coward. Yeah. Well, well um, speaking, speaking of cowards, cowards Donald, Donald Trump, Trump has uh, been, been our president for forty five days now. What do you think? <clears throat> he has been. He has been president for forty five days. It's been pretty terrible. Um, been very well, that depends on what reality you live in. Explain. Well, there's a, basically half the country uh, that that looks at his first 45 days as the most productive uh, presidency thus far. Okay, I, I mean, with alternative facts being a thing now, um, can you be specific as to what these people are claiming so much that he's done for our country? Well, I don't watch Fox News, so I don't know. <laughs> what? And if you what? watch Fox News, you're not going to like listening to us. But, but I, I do know, know that, that they really do believe in him. And My daughter believes in Santa Claus. 
You don't have proof he doesn't exist. How do I put this? Trump? Hmm. Trump's successes. Let's talk about that. What's Trump done from their perspective? What is, what have, what, what's he done? From their perspective. He has aggressively tried to keep this country safe by using common sense and banning majority Muslim countries from a selected list from traveling into the United States. And I know that one court overruled that, and I actually don't know, is that ban still being upheld, or...? They're re... Right now, the administration, last I heard, is that they're reworking it, and they're using new wording. Okay, so right now, people from these countries can still travel into the United States. Yeah, it's been lifted, the actual quote-unquote ban, um, yeah. because it was ruled unconstitutional. Right, okay, so considering that these people can still come into our country... Uh, ladies, if you're listening, have a gentleman escort you to your vehicle uh, wherever you go because uh, people from other countries that uh, look different than you and I, uh, they could hurt you. Exactly. Anyone that looks different, um, if they look different, it's a problem. If they're not white, that's really what it is. And that's what Donald Trump loves. He loves white people. And he likes to say that he likes other cultures and races. And the thing is, if you I disagree, please, I have to interject. He doesn't love white people. He loves himself. That's fair. That's fair. I don't think he gives a shit left or right who you are, what you look like. It, it doesn't matter to him. He wants power. He wants authority. And he's investing in himself and his companies in the long run. Uh, if we want to jump into the emoluments clause of the Constitution, please do. Uh, he has not uh, divulged himself of these uh, overseas entities. Not at all. And uh, I think that in the long run, he's becoming president not only for the power, but what it will do for his brand. Agreed. Um, especially the brand. I always said this. I said this from the beginning. I said this before he was elected. For Donald Trump. President of the United States is a resume builder. Yeah. And that is all this is. That's all this is, is a resume builder and a huge stunt. If you look at his cabinet, for Christ's sake, it's screaming, I want as much news coverage as humanly possible. Let's take, first off, Betsy DeVoe, DeVos, DeVos, De, fucking sucks is what it should, her last name should be, Betsy Fucking sucks. That's not an appropriate name for her. If you're looking for appropriateness, the door is right there. You can find some appropriateness out there. There's going to be nothing appropriate about this. She, it, You can see that she bought her way. She bought her seat. And the fact of the matter is is that there's so much information that she publicly bought. She, she bought her seat. It's All the information is there that she did that. And the not the... Missing information about how to properly do anything regarding schools, mm. which is what she's missing. So you got that. The news is all over that. You got Sessions, a known racist. You got news coverage all over that. Yeah. So this is, it's coverage, it's coverage, it's coverage. And Donald knows this stuff. He knows. Oh, he's a trickster. He knows what he's doing. He's street smart. I mean, Again, it all comes down to his brand. Um... But back to the original point, we brought up the travel ban. Yeah. Um, 
There are still questions that I have. So apparently most of the hijackers of 9-11, and, and let's be honest here, we're having these discussions because of 9-11, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, so yeah, we, we were attacked by people that wanted to hurt us because of the way that we live our life. And furthermore, I believe we were attacked because of, do we have military bases in holy lands of theirs that they don't, they don't appreciate? It, I mean, a lot of this comes down to the creation of Israel after World War Two. Yeah, because we just told the the now Muslims that were living there. Palestinians, right? Yeah. By the way, we're taking this land, and we're going to give it to the Jewish people that have been displaced due to the concentration camps. The diaspora. There you go, and uh, there's really nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. And then you know the, those of the Muslim faith were like, "Well, what the hell?" And then you've got Israel, who's uh, you know an ally with the U.S. You know what? We're gonna build a base here, and we're gonna put an airstrip here, yeah. and we're gonna we're just gonna take these soldiers, and we're gonna leave them here. And to them, these are holy lands. We're not supposed to be there, and that pisses them off. I mean, understand what I'm saying is so topical. There's so much more that goes into this. One hundred percent researched. But. <laughs> But what what I said, what I just said is again, it's extremely topical. There's uh, again, I, I want to preface what I just said. There's a, there's a lot more that goes into why they hate us. But what I just described, again, to use the word, very topical. <clears throat> yeah. So so they attacked us, um, and by they I mean the Saudis. The majority of the attackers of 9/11 were from Saudi Arabia, and yet. Here's Saudi Arabia, who's free and clear to come into this country. They were not originally banned, um, and they probably won't be. And there are experts that are saying it's because Donald Trump has hotels and businesses over there. Yeah. Right? You're exactly right, based on the information that I have seen, that I've researched, that I've, you know, I've seen outside of Facebook news. Yeah. Now, there is, there is an alternative reason that I've heard as well. I would like to hear the alternative. Which is that we've had a long-standing, especially because of 9-11, uh, communication with Saudi Arabia. And they have a very good vetting process themselves. And the reason why we're banning these certain Muslim countries is because they do not have a good vetting system. And so if we if we go after these countries that don't really have a good system, in our opinion, of filtering out who should and shouldn't come to the U.S., we have to take matters into our own hands. Okay. I mean, that's one way to look at it. But you have to, you have to, look, at the, you have to look at the track record, I guess, of the person, which I think you know what I mean. You know, that could possibly be the reason... But then you look at the fact that it's Donald Trump, and immediately you're not surprised that it's a get. It's because he has business ties there. Yeah. And he he only believes in the Almighty Dollar, and that's really his mantra. That's his religion. That's what he believes in. Well, I find it interesting how um, New York liberal liberal left he was. Uh, in, in the 80s and 90s. And he peed on people in Russia. I'd say he's pretty liberal. 
<laughs> you know, that's ba- that was pretty much dismissed by most of the the news organizations as being fake news. Yeah, nonsense. It's just that the the sources weren't trusted. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, but we. It's kind of like saying, "Hey, I heard from a friend of a friend that he did this." Well, okay. Well, your friend's an idiot. So I'm not going to take what he says is true. But it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just that's true. It's probably it's not true. It's entirely possible, especially considering the fact that we know a lot of these very wealthy businessmen. When you're that wealthy, how do you not do something crazy like that? That's, and I was thinking the same thing. I wanted to pose that question to you quick. Is like if you have that much money, oh, yeah. and you and you've already done everything with a hooker. Because <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I, we you get bored. Rich, you know you, exactly. You've done everything you could possibly do with a woman. Yeah. You you're just like, and you've paid for it because because you can. Yeah. You know, do you get to a point where you're like, I, I just want to pee on her. I might not be into it. Just, just to try it out. Just to see. I've got the money. And and knowing that someone that you despise slept in that same bed. I mean, come on. True. So you take the fact that you hate this person that slept in the bed, you get some hookers, and you desecrate those women on that bed, and then you pee on them after you desecrate them. Yeah, hopefully, God damn it, I just hope those women were above the age of 18. But But then then you you think, think, well, who who in that hotel would have known that, right? Maybe a... Like a, a bellboy, a bellhop. Well, the maid, definitely. The maid, you know, someone, someone in, in the next room that could hear what was going on. Do you ever wonder, though, about maids in hotels? All the time. <laughs> what do you mean? So, uh, this, is, uh, this is America, and it's incredibly racist, but a lot of the hotels that we go to, what nationality is the maid typically? Guatemalan. Guatemalan. Guatemalan, Mexican, Central America, you know. Latino. Latino, we'll say, yes. So that's just what we're used to here. So, like, my question is, what nationality are maids in other countries? Like, what nationalities, what nationality are the maids in Mexican hotels? Uh, not only that, but... Oh, I hope that they're American women. Right? I just hope they're American women. I hope they're just middle-aged moms. Uh, just angry Honey, do you want me to do your laundry? And then no. they, and then they get mad when you know they don't understand the language because they're in Mexico. We speak Spanish here, right. not English. You know, and that would be acceptable. But and then let's see the hotels, La Quinta, and then I wonder, like, because it's La Quinta, does that mean that the maids are then white? No, I've stayed at a La Quinta. La Quinta. <laughs> it's fun to say. Anyway, uh, complete... No, it's such such a a dirty place, you have to clean it yourself. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, Gotcha. But we don't want to make disparaging remarks about uh, possible sponsors of the podcast. Uh, This podcast brought to you by La Quinta Hotels, everybody. (laughs) Yes, La Quinta Hotels. But my point is that, okay, so you have random people staying at this hotel. At best, the person who runs the hotel just heard from one of his employees. So, where's your credible sources? Anybody with any journalistic degree would have gone, uh, well, I mean, that's what you say happened, but without videotape, what, what is there? Nothing. Exactly. So, I mean, 
no sources, but or no tangible sources. But you know, I I would say he did it. I think the that's just because I'm ignorant. I don't even think that's as disgusting or abhorrent as allowing coal companies to dump their coal extractions and refuse, if you will, their leftover coal waste product, coal poop into local rivers and streams. Yeah, that's like allowed now. That's okay. Yes, that's okay. He made a, an executive order allowing him to do that. I mean, and the, the reason we know is, and he'll say, the economy. The economy, the economy, the economy. If we lift these restrictions, because it costs these companies more money to do it in a, in a ecologically friendly way. Of course. Oh, it's a huge burden on them. Absolutely. But it should be done. But Donald Trump's, his idea is, well, if we remove these restrictions, it frees up capital for them. They can expand their businesses, give out more jobs because their, their operations get larger. Even and though the market has already defined coal as an outdated uh, substance. They're looking for natural gas. They're not interested in coal anymore. Well, yeah, and I completely agree with you, but the point I'm trying to make is if the earth doesn't exist anymore, the economy doesn't exist anymore. So we have no economy to worry about when we don't have a planet any longer. It's, a, it's that simple, at least in my mind. An overwhelming majority, overwhelming majority of scientists agree that climate change does exist and that it is... At least exacerbated, if not created entirely by man. Uh, yes, the Earth goes through cooling and warming periods, and carbon dioxide levels also rise and fall. Uh, but given the data, scientists are saying, in conjunction with the deforestation that has occurred over the last half a century, the plants and trees' uh, ability to absorb that oxygen or absorb that carbon dioxide to create oxygen has diminished. In addition, the amount of fossil fuels we're burning through and putting into the uh, ozone has created a blanket over the earth, keeping the carbon dioxide inside of it. Uh, there's all kinds of evidence. You know, they'll show you, oh, look at this glacier, look how small it is. And then the deniers will say, yeah, because it's fucking summertime. But guess what, folks? That was a wintertime photo. <laughs> so there are issues um, but so anybody on that side of the aisle is, is just simply going to say no you're exaggerating there isn't proof it's a conspiracy for green renewable energy companies to take foothold in the marketplace sure okay maybe they are let's put all our eggs into that basket Okay, so, so let's, let's say coal miners lose their jobs. Okay, we stop using fossil fuels. Uh, let's say the worst of the worst happens for the Republicans. Uh, uh, oh, oil companies. We stopped uh, using, you know, no dependence on, no dependence on, on oil and, and the combustible gas engine. We get rid of that too. We're all electronic, etc. Right? So all those people in that industry now have to find different jobs. Boo hoo. <laughs> Well, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you can't also 
work in another clean renewable energy field. You don't have to be a scientist in order to work on a windmill. Exactly. Uh, I know a guy who he works on a windmill. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't about know his ass on a hole in the ground. But I'll tell you what, the dude could fix anything. Right. And he's a great mechanic, and he knows his way. Like he's not a stupid person right. by any means. He's not stupid at all. He knows. He knows all about that shit and, and fixing the the windmills themselves, the mechanical parts. But he doesn't have to know how the windmill transfers you know, wind into electricity. He doesn't need right. to know that. He just needs to know how to fix it. Right. And there's a job right there for him. He's, a, he's an Precisely. intelligent fellow who can do in his in his industry what he right. knows how to do. Let's say all of a sudden mechanics across the country, you know, they're like, oh my God, there's no more combustible gas engines. Every, we've been mandated to have electronic vehicles. Guess what they break down too? And I know lots of mechanics and they're very very smart people mm -hmm. that are adaptable and learn new things constantly on the fly. Absolutely. You think you go into a mechanic shop and they've literally seen every single car ever made and know how to fix every problem? They don't. They don't. They got to look stuff up. They got to confer with other professionals. They've got to look at it. They've got to study it. Now they've got to tear it down in their head. I've seen it. I've seen this firsthand. Right. So my larger point is that let's, let's put all those eggs into one basket and the outcome, let's say it turns out poor. Let's say... We, we invested all this money into renewable clean energy. We went full steam ahead on it. And turns out, okay, maybe global warming was not a real thing. Oh, oh, what did we do? We just spent a bunch of money? Oh, no. People that had jobs in coal had to go work in wind turbines? Big deal. Not that you just go back. You know what I mean? The alternative of not investing in our future, of denying that climate change is a real thing. The con to that scenario is the end of the world. The, 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 literally the end of the world. Literally not a joke, not, not propaganda, not bullshit. And okay, let's, let's break it down in terms of reality. It, with how fast from what I've seen, what I've seen online, outside of, you know, bullshit news, like actual stuff, reading some stuff from freaking Bill Nye, the science guy, you know, who's pretty credible, um, I would say. Yeah. Recently, they made a big deal about him on uh, Fox News. Yeah, I saw that. I actually watched the, I wanted to touch on that. I watched that quote-unquote interview. That wasn't an interview. Dude, Bill Nye couldn't get a fucking word out. And the stupid little pompous little prick, dude, oh my god, I wanted to take his mic cord and just strangle him to death with it. Watch the life just getting, leave his eyes. You're getting a little heated. I'm sorry. I just, it was like, dude, he kept saying, well, you don't know. Well, you don't know. Well, you don't know. And like, literally, Bill. Bill Nye was like, yeah, this, I, I've had a timer here. It took you six seconds to interrupt me. Yeah, there, okay, yeah. so you did watch it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I wanted to just—I wanted to have Bill Nye watch me slowly harm that man in his honor, in Bill Nye's honor. You know, and Bill Nye is just one of the many faces of climate change. He doesn't have to be uh, a Nobel Prize-winning doctorate scientist. Correct. Okay, he's just someone speaking for the rest of them. He's got a personality, and he's got facial recognition. Yes, People understand who he is. That's why he was brought on to Fox News. 
Uh, if they brought in Joe Schmo scientists from Missouri, no one would have watched. Exactly. That's why you bring in Bill Nye. Exactly. He's gonna. People are gonna watch if it's Bill Nye. But I've I've read a lot of his stuff. You know, a lot of a lot of climate change stuff. I've seen an inconvenient truth. And the reality is, if we continue down the path that we're currently on, it may not be something that I'm gonna have to deal with. I'm I'm 30. I'm not saying I'm going to die soon, but in my lifetime, I'm probably not going to see huge effects. But my kid, who is currently three, I don't think the world's going to end in her time either, but her life will be impacted well, by Well, naturally the at least. There could be a world war that ends it. That's true. <laughs> so by, by global warming, yes, I feel that her, like my grandkids may not have a planet. That's how soon, based on what I'm seeing... Uh, or at least a planet that, that becomes very difficult to live in. Exactly, but yeah. I think that my child, my, my current three-year-old, by the time she's my age right, right now, so 27 years, if we don't stop with the coal burning and the, the dependence on oil, she's going to live on a planet that's going to be made far more difficult to live on. By the time she's my age, that's yeah. a hypothesis of mine. Yeah, there is talk about the Great Barrier Reef uh, beginning to show signs that it's dying. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, there's all this. I think the thing is, when you write an article, when someone writes an article, there's the actual writer of the article, and then a different person who writes the headline. So a lot of stuff gets lost in translation between what the person is actually intending to say with their article and what the newspaper or online newspaper or whatever it is is, is trying, you know, could it be clickbait, etc. So there was this big scandal because I think some people were saying that the Great Barrier Reef was dead. You know, that's, that's, that's where you really get the, the idea of fake news. Because there's a lot of clickbait out there. And you have to be skeptical, and you have to read the whole thing before he's, oh, okay. It's not dead. It's just, it's sick. Yeah. It's, it's got a nasty flu. It's, it's kind of like, you know, your neighbor was an old man, and he's, you saw him coughing outside while he was raking the leaves. And you know, oh, he's dying. That's it. But you, do, you can't just ignore the fact that something is wrong. Yeah. Something's, something's very wrong. I mean... One degree difference in sea temperature can have a huge, devastating effect. Absolutely. Um, do you, you want to take, take a break, break and maybe uh, let our sponsors get a word in? Sure. Um, what sponsor do we have? Oh, we got a great one today. This just came in. This is reading right off the copy here. Uh, Derek's Dental Dams. Derek's Dental Dams? Yeah. Says here they provide the perfect. What do they provide? What's a dental dam? A dental dam. I'm just kidding. It's a perfect harmony of pleasure and protection. Get yours today at Derek'sDentalDams.cm. Use offer code MASS. <laughs> dental dams. Wow, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for sponsors right now, aren't we? Yeah, we'll take anything. All right, well, we'll be right back. 
discuss the uh, transgendered uh, bathroom situation, which is simple. Hold it in and wait till you get home, and we don't have any problems. Right. And um, we just discussed how much we adore our current president. Just love him so much. So much. So moving forward, uh, we like to call this uh, story time or out and about uh, things that have occurred to us that are uh, that have occurred in our lives recently that are just strange mm-hmm. or a bad or just unbelievable. So, uh, Dan, you said you had uh, a story. I have a fun little story. Uh, for the listeners that don't know, I am a letter carrier for the U.S. Postal Service. I'm not going to say for what branch or station or anything like that. I want to protect those that I work with. Anyway, so uh, fun little story. I'm out there yesterday. It's a fine afternoon. And I happen to have a supervisor walking with me. Yeah. Like walking with you like while you're walking to deliver stuff. Yes, because I had sort of pitched a fit uh, saying that I was going to need more time than usual particularly heavy day, a lot to do, and then I was going to need overtime. Hmm. Didn't go over so smoothly. Apparently not. You're being stalked by a supervisor. Yes, yes. Um, I didn't mind it, actually. It actually gave me an opportunity to show them that the job is more difficult than they might think. So the supervisor's walking with me, and uh, we come up to this property where there's a minivan parked in the driveway. And I hear the mother slash driver reaching back to the back seat saying, Hey, is this what he looked like? What did you say he looked like? I thought it was some sort of play. Like, uh, you know, because I, I have a big beard and I thought maybe the kid was like, Yeah, he looks like a monster. You know, something like that. So wait, these were people in a van? Yes. They lived at this property. Um, and it looked like they were trying to leave, you know, to go to Walmart or something. Okay. And, uh, because you can always tell where someone's going based on the way they look. Uh, absolutely. I look at someone and I say they're going to the porn store right now. Right. So I, I came up to the window and they didn't have any mail that day. And I said, you guys don't have any mail, but what's going on? What did you say I look like? And I realized what was happening was that she was trying to get... Uh, <laughs> yes. She was trying to ask her son if I was the mailman that came there about nine days ago to give them their mail, which I was, and I refused to give it to the son. I said, no, buddy, I can't give you the mail. I have to put it in the box. Mm-hmm. 
He said, why? I said, rules are rules. And I walked away. Okay. He didn't like it. How old would you say the child Nine was? years old. Okay, nine. Probably already Somewhere between that. nine and 11 years old, tops. Okay. And his two other friends were out there with him. And uh, so they corroborate his story, which was that I was extremely rude to him. Of course. Yeah. Now, the mother is a mama bear and feels that her son was accosted. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'm a liberal <laughs> and all. I really am. But there gets to a point where it's just like, come on. Like, you can't be butthurt about everything. The snowflake thing. Yeah. These are the people that, that make people like me look like fucking pussies when we say we're liberals. I'm not a goddamn pussy. I just play one on television. Please continue <laughs> your story. So, uh, she's versed in uh, ghetto linguistics. Okay. Oh, Christ. She's not, she's not necessarily a classy woman, this one. Exactly. And, not uh, a classy person. So she immediately takes the side of her son as opposed to a federal employee who's an adult. Of course. And begins to say that I was intentionally rude to her son and that I should have, regardless of the rules, still been nice to him. I said, well, I wasn't rude to him, but here's a supervisor that you can talk to. <laughs> supervisor begins to explain you know hey I'm a customer too I know what it feels like to be frustrated so straight out of supervisor 101 for crying out loud yeah that's like that's taught you, you open up a manual to how to be a supervisor and it says right there put yourself in the customer's shoes absolutely absolutely right. well people are dumb and they believe it that's yeah. why it's I mean it works it does work but anyway yeah so I said wait a minute so you're saying he said I was rude to him I wasn't being rude I was just being honest I can't do that it's against the law yes you don't give other people's mail to other people you yeah. just don't do it you don't my job is to put it in the box and walk away that's your job. And regardless of whether or not it was rude, it was still true. Okay. So you have opinion fighting fact. Anyways, uh, she didn't like that either. Really? Because then she began it. to realize that she was wrong, but her pride took over. Her husband noticed that she was being very rude to us. Her and, husband? Yes. You know, she was being pretty nasty. Wow. So her husband in, in the passenger seat said, you don't have to be so rude talking to her. Wow. She then lost it on him saying, you know, I'm just trying to defend my son. Because this mailman was rude to him. You little bitch. She said that just like that to him. Yeah. Now wow. she, she turned her head towards me as she said little bitch, but she was still talking to her husband. I had to clarify. I said, are you calling me a little bitch? You actually asked her that? Yes. She said, no, I'm talking to my husband. Now, let me tell you something, Rockness. Whoa. I don't I don't condone hitting women. No. And I wouldn't ever. I never have. But if that was me in that car, mm -hmm. and my wife said something like that to me, I would have got out of the vehicle. That 
That would have been left. Yeah. You don't, and and the same should be true for my wife if I ever said something like that to her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You should just, you have to leave the situation because it's just like, you know what? This might get physical and it can't and I don't want to allow it. All he was saying is, you know what? You're being a little over the top. Yeah. And her reaction was to call him a little bitch. I first of all, I can't believe that all of this wow. had occurred um, on a on a simple mail outing with a supervisor. Right now, so wow. I mean, I'm so once I'm that bad. happened, I realized okay, this person is not only irrational in thought process, but uh, just an angry person. And there's no reasoning with her, and I have a job to do. Of course. I mean, the reason the supervisor was out there to begin with was because I said it was a really heavy day. Yeah. And I was busy. So I just, mid-conversation, just left. See ya. Wow. Yeah. I said, look, if I'm going to be confronted every time I come to your property, I'm just not going to deliver your mail. Yeah. And that, that did not make her happy either. But, uh... So I just I just walked away and the supervisor stood there talking to the customer for like another twenty minutes. Jesus. Yeah. Even he was supposed to be following me around, making sure I wasn't. Yeah. Intentionally walking too slow. But uh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you run into out there, and it's really eye-opening. But how did so? Did you ever end up talking to the supervisor about what happened? Oh yeah, and and. He's fresh out of the box. He has no clue what it takes to deliver mail. He's never done it. And he'll be the first to admit that, too. He's not pompous about it. Well, that's good. He's he's new to the position uh, where he is, and his goal is to be more customer service oriented, which makes sense, and that's fine. I don't see a problem with it. Uh, but at the same time, he has, you know, he just really doesn't have a clue as to what delivering mail really requires and that's okay so he no it's not <laughs> but what, what i'm saying so i don't understand so mail carriers don't get promoted to like route supervisors they do but not all the time so this guy's external he came from a whole other company yeah uh i don't know where he came from but it, it was outside the post office yeah I find that to be... I find many facets of this story to be very strange. Yeah, it, they do that a lot, I guess. In fact, we just had a supervisor um, change positions, but she she was working maintenance before. I don't... Like, every... <clears throat> I've had a job where I was brought on as a supervisor, and I had asked to do the entry-level position for, like, a week or two. Just so you had a, an understanding. Exactly. A basic understanding. Exactly. And they thought I was crazy. And my thought always was, I want to know, if I'm managing these people, I want to know what it is that they're doing every day. Like, I can't come into something that I've never done before, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, I can definitely understand what their day-to-day is. How? How can I? Yeah. You can't. That's something we we battle every single day is people that don't understand what I do in my department, which is incredibly frustrating. Well, and there's two sides to every story. I'm sure that the management above had their reasons, you know, and there's not always a lot of applicants either. 
Really? For the yeah, it's a very stressful position to be a supervisor slash manager. When you're in middle management at the post office, you're getting attacked from both sides. Damn. Because the carriers are unionized. Yeah. And so we're going to stick up for ourselves over every little thing. Yeah. And the management and supervisors are getting pressure from above to make quotas, deadlines, hit certain marks and numbers. And so they, they end up looking like the asshole a lot. That makes sense. Uh, that def- Yeah, because there's unrealistic goals from those that are on a macro level right? that then get dripped, if you will, onto the middle management. Forced. Middle, yeah. Uh, and then the middle management has to know what reality is and then know what his managers want, the people above him, and then he's got to kind of make that distinction, if you will, what is reality, what isn't reality, right. what can I do, what can't I do, and then if there's any perceived notion that someone is slacking, he's got to jump all over it, even if he's completely wrong. Or she, for that yeah. And it's also a little unfair. There was a station I was in previously uh, where I've, I've heard veteran uh, carriers complain about the age of some of these uh, new supervisors. Because they're younger. I'm they're younger. Yeah. I, one of the phrases was, I have, I have underwear older than you. You know. Okay. Well, coming from someone who is still relatively young and someone who was a supervisor in previous uh, careers. Lifetimes. Uh, I could tell you that that's not really fair, for one, because... You know, simply because I'm younger than you doesn't mean that I don't have abilities that you don't. Correct. It's a two-way street. It is, because if you're old, you're looking at someone young, you're thinking they don't have any experience because they're young. And when you're young and you're looking at someone old, you're saying, oh, they're old and worn out and it looks like they were freaking ridden hard and put away wet. And that's just... Yeah. But, uh, so I just thought that was a fun little experience, uh, that I had yesterday. I mean, I don't, I just don't understand how people can get off speaking in such a way to someone. Well, she said that I was rude to her son. Uh, obviously that's, that's interpretation, you know, and that's subjective. She can feel that way if she wants to. But I was just trying to inform her that it wasn't the case. Yeah. And, you know, again, this goes to your point. This is how snowflakes are created. Mm-hmm. In our opinion, you know, and, and you're a dad, I'm not yet. I would like to have thought that if I was the mom in that situation, I would have said, well, one, you got to respect authority. Yeah. And two, they're older than you. So they know something that you don't. And three, you may have perceived him being rude to you, but it's quite possible that he wasn't intending to be rude. That's just the way you took it. Very, uh, I mean, you would, you would hope that that's how every parent would be. I know personally, you know, I am a parent, albeit a new one, um, you always want to take your kid's side 
but you have to discern reality from fabrication, you know, and you have to get all the facts first. Now, if my child was right, let's say you were actually being a prick, mm-hmm. that's a different story. The fact of the matter is, if you start coming out and immediately accusing people of shit, you're never going to get down to what actually happened. You're never going to figure out what actually occurred. Right. You know, so, I mean, yeah, if it was my kid just being a douche, then guess what, Mr. Mailman? Have a great rest of your day. Sorry to bother you. I have to deal with my uh, child right now. Right. You know, but if it was actually something that was done incorrectly, or if it was something that couldn't be proven, I mean, there's no reason to talk to someone that way. But again, like you said, this is how the whole snowflake thing gets created. Is the you know everyone's offended by everything now? Yeah. Yeah. It, no matter what, it's just this is offensive. This is offensive. Well, so what if it's offensive? Turn the channel. Yeah. Well, how is the child, in my opinion, going to be able to deal with the real world if at age nine, ten, or eleven? he can complain to his mother that he thought the mailman was mean to him and she immediately takes his side. Well, he's al- he'll always be right for the rest of his life. Right. Right. And then, you know, you have the overinflated false ego. Precisely. And then that's just going to manifest until, you know, freaks out someday when someone's like, you're a loser. Yeah. He'll never make manager at Arby's. Never. No, he will always be washing the roast beef. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No, they do wash. I've seen it soap and water. It's a, it's a thing you do. With the roast beef? Yeah. That's why it's so good. But they, they have to do it in a bath. That's how it was done at the Arby's that I used to work at. Oh, so you would get in the bath? You get in the bathtub with the roast beef. It's a big hunk of meat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it was in a dirty oven all day. Ah, uh, yes. And you have to wash it down. I sang to it. Wow. They say it helps. I, I mean, I would imagine, which brings me Not to, one customer complaint, so... Uh, today, we want to thank uh, one of our sponsors, Arby's, ah. for today's show. Their bath time roast beef special <laughs> is only four ninety nine, and you, you, get a, uh, you get a drink of uh, bath water. They're not a real sponsor yet. Yet. We are fishing for sponsors right now. Arby's or any Arby's employees, <laughs> if you're listening to this, if you could please, uh, you know, hook it up. Yeah. Love Arby's. Bath Any place beef. that sort of measures uh, what they're giving you in ounces or pounds. Not Absolutely. a good place to eat. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever had a quarter pounder at McDonald's? Yes. Has your toilet? Repeatedly. <laughs> But, uh, you know what I miss is the fucking McRib. The goddamn McRib. And people rip on me. I don't... Fuck you. First it was rib-shaped. It, it's not... I'm not even sure it's pork. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Fucking delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Delicious. Well, I think you could slather anything in barbecue sauce. I'll Didn't probably eat a piece of shit covered in par- barbecue sauce. I didn't sauce. even care if that thing was cat. If it was shit. barbecue covered, I don't care. All Chinese food is cat. And that's I, not true. I think it's, it's not delicious. true and it's, it's not fair. Okay. I think some of it's skunk. <laughs> it's whatever they found that day. Yeah. But you know, you put some freaking, you put some general sour sauce on it. I don't give a shit. I'll still buy it. I'll still order it's it. It's general show. General show. Yeah. What's the matter, general sour? Chicken? 
Yeah. Uh, wow, yeah. wow. You've been sitting on that for a while? As, yeah, that was pretty Jeez. terrible. He joke. was a real guy, you know. General Sal? Yeah. Was he yellow? I don't get it. Yellow, the Yellow like River? Chicken. Chicken, yellow. I, I mean, I really wasn't trying to be racist with this one. Oh, like, yeah, no, like, no, no, I get it, I get it, I get it. You're just not West. funny. Yeah, no, um, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, okay. Okay, D- did you have anything interesting happen to you this past week or month or year? This past week, um, I mean, I have a lot of things that happen. Um, I work in a call center. Mm. I don't know if you know what that is. This segment brought to you by Jerry's Anal Bleaching. Continue. That's Jerry's Anal Bleaching. Right now, buy two, get the third free. So I work <laughs> I work in a uh, call center, which really is a place for people to call and scream at you for a while. No matter what it is that you're doing, you're really just a soundboard to be screamed at by mostly ignorant Okay, people. but without being um, hyperbolic, out of ten calls... Mm-hmm. How many of those calls is someone being irrational or angry? Out of ten, I'd say two. Okay. Okay. The others are just mind-numbingly stupid. Okay. <laughs> See, what people have to understand is that, so let's say you work for a customer service for a large company. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. No one is calling and just yeah. saying, hey... Listen, you guys doing a great job. I just wanted to call up and say that you're doing a great job, and that's about it. Have a great day. I'm going to do that. No. <laughs> if you did that, oh, man, you should just start doing that. Just get a, a bunch of customer service numbers and just call them and tell them they're doing great. That would actually make someone's day, like, legitimately. Like, if you took a moment and just called a customer service line, waited, got the person on the line, and were just, just told them that they were doing good, and then hung up. I mean, why not? You're on your phone all day anyway. All day long, you know? But that doesn't happen. That, that They call in because they have problems, and typically it's their own issues. The smart ones don't call because they've already figured it out on their own, or they use this thing called a Google or Jujul. I'm not really sure how it's Google. pronounced. That's no, Google. It is Google. No one's ever confused that. Oh, okay. I get very confused yeah. a lot. You just, what you do with it apparently is you type in a question and it links you to like a million. We know know how it works. Oh, okay. So everyone, I didn't know if people were clear on that. So the smart ones are going to use the Google and then the idiots, they're going to call the number and they're going to wait in line for 40 minutes to then get to someone who's going to then Google it Mm. (laughs) at their desk. (laughs) and then give them the answer so like and then my favorite part is when they want to tell you about the wait time yeah and in my mind all i want to repeat to you is listen to me you could have saved the entire wait time by pulling up a fucking computer or your goddamn smartphone whoa and you yes i said it the anger and you and you just look it up Okay. Look up the answer. There's a there's a website that will literally tell you how to do pretty much anything. Yeah, but deciphering all the information can be overwhelming sometimes. They're stupid. They're stupid, stupid people. Well, I, I also think that beyond their intelligence, I think some people are just comforted by knowing that an expert is helping them. 
I will be the first to say I am not an expert. Yeah, but they don't know that. They exa- they're calling a customer support line. They think that these people are very knowledgeable. Calling the customer support line is going like going to the strip club. It's a fantasy. You're fantasizing that these are professionals when really they're just taking your money and your time and then wow. leaving you high and dry. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, have you called? Think about it like this. When you used to call Dell, you got India. Mm. How many of them do you think were like Dell experts? Every single one. Not as not probably not, not one of them. Okay. They were given a script, and then what happens is they see it on a computer screen, much like the one we're looking at right now. So it'll it, it'll as soon problems. as the as soon as the phone rings, mm-hmm. what they have to say is on the screen. Thank you for calling. Whatever. My name is. How can I help you today? Then they have all these different boxes. I've seen one of these. Mm -hmm. Each box is a canned answer of most likely what the customers say. Then they click on that and it tells them what to say. And then depending on what the customer answers, this is what happens. This is a call. This is real. That's why when you, you talk to these people, sometimes they sound like robots. Because, Absolutely. Because they're just, they have these sort of responses that sound like they're written because they really are. Exactly. And what happens is you can, you can get, you can hire these people on pennies on the dollar. You can fill a room of 200 of them and you don't have to give them health benefits. You don't have to pay them jack shit. You don't have to do really much of anything. You can make them work 12 hours. There's no industry standards in other countries yeah. for a lot of these things. <clears throat> and then... The labor laws are different. The yeah. labor laws are way different. Yeah. So that's what's happening. And then you've got the people in call centers in the U.S. You know, because we're in the U.S., we have to get benefits if we're full-time. We can only work so many hours. There's mm-hmm. all these protections in place. And we cost more yeah. per hour. But I can understand you, and that's that's the thing. That's yeah. an, they advertise American customer support. Some companies, yeah, and that's a selling feature. You know, it's so I, again. I know we're talking about we were, we were supposed to be talking about stories of the day, and or things that have happened to us recently. But I mean, shit, uh, this shit is happening every single day. Someone calls in, and it's sometimes. Your life. The first thing they say is, I'm just so glad you're American or that I can understand you. And then you want to be like, you freaking racist. Like, you want to say that. That's like my gut reaction is, you are a dirty, (laughs) filthy racist. How could you say that to me? And then I think about when I've called for assistance and I waited, you know, 25 minutes and I didn't hate the guy on the other line, but I couldn't understand a goddamn word he was saying. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't think it's racist to ask that when you call a call center that you are talking to someone that you can understand that's not racist that's like it's like saying all I ask for is that the bus driver knows how to drive when when your job is to be clear yeah. on the phone I like where you're going with this you want the person you just want to be able to understand them and that they can understand you. I've had I've had calls where I'm trying to explain something to this person and they don't understand what I'm saying because of the language barrier. Absolutely. Or or simply the accent. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And you don't want to be rude because you don't want to be seen as someone that's like, oh man, I hate this person. It's like, I don't, I don't hate you. I just want to, I want to understand what you're saying. Yeah. I wish I did. And they don't have to be, that's the thing. If I call and the, the, the base is in Nigeria, fine. I don't care. As yeah. long as I can understand you. Yeah, exactly. Just I mean, sure, it'd be nice to have American jobs, right? Okay, but other countries got to feed their kids too, right? I just want to hear you clearly. Yeah. What did you just What did you say? Well, that's racist. That is? Yes. Oh, okay. I rescind the <laughs> But yeah, so I, I agree with you. It's, it's frustrating and it is a selling point for these companies. People want to be able to understand their people. Exactly. And, <clears throat> you know, now that... Now that we've kind of... I feel like we're we've just kind of ventured into like race a little bit there. We were talking about racism and race, and that's always something I enjoy talking about. Yeah, always two white guys. You definitely want to hear two white guys talking about race. It's fair. It, I believe it's completely <clears throat> fair. Um, and you know, I maybe we should should we should get a we should get a black guy. See, is that racist? <laughs> I don't think you can get one. No, no. I mean, like, I have multiple friends that are black. They're, they're oh, friends of mine. Oh, aren't you cool? No. You heard that, everybody. I, <laughs> that definitely came out bad, although it's true. I have I have multiple black friends. I don't have many, but I have multiple. And I don't see a problem. I would love to have that type of viewpoint in here to discuss that. But I guess racism, to me, is the biggest waste of time and energy oh, and I wow. think it's a form of a mental illness. You mean to be racist? To be racist oh. is a complete waste of time and I feel it has portions of mental illness I think a lot of people to agree it. that most people are racist they just don't realize it. Most people, I'd say, are prejudiced and don't realize it, not racist. Uh, I would say that because I've even fallen victim to the prejudice. But then what you got to do is, like, you, what you have to do is step back for a second and say to yourself, that's fucking prejudice. And then you just let that thought go. And that's, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's that's because we were in a society of, society, of, race, of racism, yeah. systematic racism. No, it doesn't exist. Systematic racism yeah, doesn't exist. No, it's all in your head. And there is no race issue here in this country. None. Um, everybody starts at the bottom. Starts at the bottom. Equally. Now we're here. And has the exact same opportunities as everybody else. And even if you wanted to argue that others do not have the same opportunities, uh, this is America, bucko. And if you end up having to jump over a few more hurdles than I did, then that's what you got to do. So, I, I, and there are no excuses. I mean, I, I don't, because you you have a serious face, but sometimes I just no. Don't but know again, the devil's advocate. That's what the other side is thinking. That okay. is what the other side is thinking, and the, by the other side, what you mean are rich. Old white white haired men whose grandparents definitely owned slaves. Like literally, <laughs> have you looked at Jeff Sessions? I'm pretty sure yeah. he's owned slaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, 
He looks like a slave owner. Yeah. He just looks like a slave owner. But and I think it's such horseshit. a charming smile. Such a no. Anyways. I hate his face. But in in all in all seriousness, I I view yes. um opportunity in this country. Okay, explain that. As to me. you know, President Obama used the ladder metaphor, saying that everybody has a ladder. Okay. It's just that certain people there are rungs missing from that ladder. And I agree. Yeah. I like the metaphor where it. You know, opportunity is like a race, um, like a like a race with hurdles at okay. the Olympics, and you know because you could represent everybody. Yeah. And not simply because of your skin color or ethnicity do you have disadvantages, but your culture does. Okay. Yes and no. The the gun goes off and you start racing. In this country, the white man is in lane one. It's the inside track. Mm-hmm. He's got. I, yeah. If he has a hurdle, it's a personal hurdle. Like you know, his dad was an alcoholic, and he needs to make sure that he stays on the straight and narrow and doesn't follow the same path. That Fair. would be that would be a hurdle that the the straight white man yeah. would have to overcome. Got it. Any other hurdles that he jumps over in that race, he's created himself. Yeah. Wow. The other racers, the brown ones, the purple, the yellow, people people's whose names are not Bill Johnson. Okay. Tom Smith. Right. Todd. <laughs> Fuck you, Todd. Fucking George Carlin. Okay. Shout out to him. Anyway. Uh, on their resumes, mm-hmm. it says Jamal. Okay. So right then and there, employers are going, I know he's black. Yeah. Jamal. Yeah. What a terrible name. I've never met a white Jamal. I've Yeah, same here. You know what I'm saying? Never. I like the name Jamal. I enjoy it. But you know right away when someone says... Jamiroquai, or I don't know, think of a, a fun black name. You know, I don't know. This I feel like this is a countdown to how racist can you get right now. <laughs> Got a lot of be part of that. Ah. Fucking Ladash. But yeah, right. Ladash is not getting a call back on her resume. Exactly. As much as... Todd Smith is. And Todd Smith sitting on his couch playing Nintendo Switch. Right. And Ladasha just finished her fourth year of, uh, right. or her third year of law school. Right. But even if, even if, let's say, their qualifications are perfectly even. Yeah. Still. So, that's what I mean when, when the other people have more hurdles already predetermined and set up for them. It's hard to finish that race first, second, or third, when there's just more hurdles. Absolutely. And I think that it, it is about how you overcome those hurdles, but it, at first it's, it's everyone admitting for a second. Because what do they say? The first step in solving a problem is admitting that there is a problem mm-hmm. and what the problem is. So 
let's admit, first of all, that there is a problem. Everyone needs to admit it, though. Even the, the southern white plantation owners need to admit, even the Trump supporters need to admit there is systematic racism because there's too much of the argument, just like you said at the beginning, you were say, speaking sarcastically, mm -hmm. it's their own issues and this is America and they have the same exact, no, they don't have the same exact, they, they don't. I am a, thank God I was born, not that I believe in God, it's just something people say. Yeah. But uh, that I was born a straight white man. You want to back that up a little bit? What do you mean? Straight. Well, on most days. No, but what I'm saying is, and I'm, you know, I'm a landowner, mm. you know, so it's like, okay, well, my life's going to be fine. But at the same time, I, I live in a community. I live in a country with people, other people. People that I like, people that I'm friends with, people mm -hmm. that I feel deserve the same shit that I have, regardless of who they fuck, which I really don't give a shit. Like, I don't care who you're fucking. He does. He's, he's trying to be nice. I mean, I'm serious. I really don't care. I don't, I don't even care who you're fucking. And I don't care what your race is, and I don't care what your religion is, as long as it doesn't have to be on me. So, so you, you wouldn't care, care if I was a pedophile? No, I mean, that's different. Oh, here. that's different. Oh, this is where he makes up his own rules. Okay. No, that's cool. Well, I mean, a pedophile does harm to, to young children. Mm -hmm. And you're advocating this? No, I'm just, <laughs> just saying. saying. You said you don't care who I sleep with. <laughs> okay. Well, which brings me, uh, before our next break, to our sponsor, Nambla. <laughs> Nambla. The National Association of Man Boy Love Associations. Association. Yeah. The National Association of Man Boy Love Association. Because it's no a free country, they're allowed to exist. Because some people like their cucumbers pickled. We'll be right back. All right. And welcome back. We're back. Rockness Monster here. Wow, what a break. What a great break. I wish the, I wish the mics were on for that break. That was just epic. It was an epic break. I urinated. Which was fun. Wow. I know. He watched. And he didn't even leave the room. No. Not at all. I did it right here. Yeah. And I'm uh, going to need to change my pants. Um, so uh, I wanted to... We're going to end the show here. Um, I wanted to say a couple things. It won't be a standard ending for our shows. Just uh, first and foremost, mm -hmm. thank you for being part of our uh, our first podcast, our pilot, if you will. This is our pilot episode, and we hope you enjoyed it. You know, we went over a lot of political things today, told some stories. Yeah, got yeah, a little racist. Got a little racist. Um, understand. Can't so, help it. You, you can't. No, but in, in, all, in all seriousness, um, you know, this isn't, uh, this is just meant to kind of take a look at who we are and what we are. If, uh, you know, I know I made, uh, as a people, is what I'm trying to say. We're this just goofing. And, and we're, we're screwing around. Um, you know, I made comments earlier about Latinos and, and being made service. Obviously, not all Latinos uh, work in those types of services. I mean, I mean, I would hope that we would all be educated enough in our world to know that that's not a true statement um but that's the kind of you know we're we're just here we're, we're this is meant to be a discussion this is meant to be an argument this is meant to 
bring up different points of view, wrong or right, um, d depending on what your point of view is. So, I mean, thank you again for being part of this. If you like what you hear, um, you know, leave some comments. If there's some things <clears throat> that you'd like to hear us discuss. No guarantee that we'll read the comments. No, I mean, Dan, I've had, I've had, I've been working on teaching him how to even read. Um, so, you know. Such an exaggerator. It's a struggle for him. You know I do very well with pop-up books. I know. I know. We need to graduate to real golden books. They're going to be <laughs> the next ones, the golden books. Um, but that, you know, we're here to just have a good time, talk about things, and we look forward to your feedback. We look forward to anything you have to say, um, you know, uh, whatever it is. He's, uh, he's going on because he doesn't know how to finish things. Correct. Yeah. He wants to thank everybody for listening, and he yep. wants to thank our sponsors. Correct. Wow. What were our sponsors again? Um, we had Derek's Dental Dam. Yeah. Uh, Arby's. 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 Yeah. Uh, they don't know that they're a sponsor yet, so don't tell them. We right. don't want it. We want it to be a surprise. And um, basically, uh, like we may have, no, we didn't mention this. Uh, Donald Trump might actually be coming to the podcast. We can't guarantee when, uh, but he could be here. He could be. So we just want everybody to listen. Keep listening. And eventually, he might be on. Yeah, he might be here. Possibly. But until next time, folks, you know, thanks for being here. And uh, uh, I just want to say, yeah, I quit. And uh, please, everyone, don't, don't kill each other. Thank you. Thanks. thanks.